Welcome back to a Thanksgiving edition of a Yeah Guys podcast. I'm your host, Aram, uh, and I'm joined with Tony. We are going to be without Josh today, uh, probably, but uh, Parker will be joining us uh, a little later. Tony, buddy, happy pre-Thanksgiving. Um, how you doing? Thanks, man. Happy pre-Thanksgiving to you as well. I'm doing pretty solid. Um, not looking forward to working early on uh, Black Friday, but uh, it is what it is. How are you doing? Doing well, man. No work for me. It's just going to be sitting on the couch watching football um, Thursday and Friday. Uh, we I think we're getting our first NFL game on Friday, so that's pretty pretty neat. And then we have the game on Saturday, Tony. So sit back, relax, watch some football, get disappointed like I will, and we will call it a great weekend at the end of the week. Um, perfect. Well, we can start in the college football realm. Before we get into the week 12 schedule, let's hit some uh, news and notes for college. Absolutely. There's definitely some big highlights and uh, headlines also this week. Uh, so first of all, again, this happened about a day after our, our last podcast, but Michigan has fired their linebacker coach, Chris Partridge, um, amid some new evidence that came up uh, that was brought up by the NCAA, um, kind of him being involved with that sign stealing. Um, and in kind of in agreement with that, the, the university also kind of dropped the lawsuit against the Big Ten with the whole restraining order and trying to get uh, Mr. Harbaugh back. So is what it is. But anyways, uh, Syracuse has fired head coach Dino Babers after eight seasons. Um, the athletic director, John Wildhack, at the beginning of the season told Dino that he had to go 7-5 and five to return as their head coach. Um, and right now, currently, Syracuse is tied for last in the ACC with Wake Forest with a 1-6 conference record. And they are 5-6 and six overall this season. Um, so because of that, uh, with his firing, they have named their tight ends coach Nunzio Campanelli as the interim coach, um, and they need a big win this weekend uh, against Wake Forest to become bowl eligible. So huge game for them. Also, Utah quarterback Cameron Rising announced that he's going to be returning for his sixth season on Twitter. He tweeted out, or X, he tweeted, one more year. Um, he's been out this entire year with just recovering from a ton of um, kind of injuries that he sustained. It said he's recovering from a torn ACL, a torn meniscus, a torn MCL, and a torn MPFL, which is also another ligament in the knee. Right. So a lot, yeah, a lot of stuff to recover from for there. Also, some tough news uh, out of Florida State, their quarterback, Jordan Travis, he will be out for the rest of the season with a broken ankle, sustained against North Alabama, a very gruesome injury there. Um, he also did announce uh, this past week that he will not be returning next year and that he will be kind of ending his college career at uh, Florida State and most likely will try his luck in the NFL. I'm not sure how high on the draft board he will be, but I think he'd be an interesting guy to kind of take a chance on. Also, this one's a little bit kind of interesting, uh, just kind of the why he maybe said it, but Ohio State uh, wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. has said that He's not for certain, but this could be the last uh, game that he plays at uh, the Shoe in Columbus. So obviously this past weekend, they had senior day against Minnesota. Um, so very interesting that he said that. He also was the reason he, or kind of the reason that he said that was he hopes that he doesn't want to create too many headlines or distractions by saying that he's going to the NFL at the conclusion of the season. Kind of want to focus on winning a conference title and possible national title hopes 
So we'll see there. Um, James Madison, I mentioned them at the end last year about not being allowed to play um, in a bowl game last year or this upcoming season, despite being now 10 and 1. They were 10 and 0, but uh, they've decided not to suit the NCAA to receive bowl eligibility. Um, in a statement from them uh, on Tuesday, the school said that it's lost to Appalachian State, Appalachian State, excuse me, quote, change the landscape in terms of the nature and timing of our legal options, including the diminished viability of a lawsuit against the NCAA. Um, somehow they do still have a chance to play in a bowl game if there are not enough bowl eligible teams to fill the 82 available spots in those 41 bowl games. So there is still an outside shot, um, but they do kind of have to get a little help there. So they need a couple teams to not um, qualify or go five and seven this upcoming weekend. Also, finally, uh, Colorado quarterback Shadur Sanders is day-to-day and uncertain for their season finale against Utah, according to his father, Dion. He said, quote, Shadur is not feeling well right now. We are praying he gets healthy and he's able to play. Um, this past weekend, he left against uh, Washington State with numbness in his hands and was held up for the remainder of the game for cautionary reasons. Uh, freshman Ryan Staub would be in line to fill in. Um, but unfortunately, he has only attempted 16 passes in just two games this season. Um, so going to be tough for him if he does end up playing. And they do need a win to stay out of last place in the Pac-12. Stanford has had a horrendous year, and somehow they are still above Colorado in the Pac-12. But uh, lots of stuff to look forward to. But And that's, yeah, that's kind of the news for the week. Perfect, Tony. Well, we have made it to, I think this is the end of the college football season. Well, the regular season, then you got the uh, championships, I believe, next week. So it is, yeah. it's kind of crazy how quick it goes, man. I, I can't fathom how, how quick it all went. You know, we saw the rise of Colorado in the beginning of the season, and now look where they are now. Uh, you know, I don't want to make fun of them too much, but like, you know, just, uh, just I guess, uh, different stories the first half of the season and the second half of the season man i guess that's just what it what it is in, in football so um to start off this week 12 recap we have uh, big wins for ohio state notre dame and georgia um michigan holding on um by one possession uh, against maryland on the road uh florida state winning big um against the north alabama then we have washington uh, holding on there 22 to 20 uh, against oregon state that was a great game uh to watch and then oregon posting 21 points in the first quarter and in the second quarter uh they route arizona state 49 to 13 i think they they might have the best offense in um college football right now but uh that is up for debate um texas holds on against iowa state it was kind of close there but they were able to pull off in the third and fourth quarter um uh, alabama with a easy win <laughs> missouri uh, hanging on there against florida um 33 31 um and they moved to nine and two louisville um, I know I think the betters had Miami winning that game at home and it was looking pretty good for Miami until that fourth quarter where Louisville was able to get stops and then get touchdowns um, uh, for their offense and they were able to score 15 points to a 38 to 31 um, win in Miami and I don't, I don't believe they've won in a long time there so uh, that just goes to show what kind of season they're having uh, moving to 10 and 1 um, and Miami going to 6 and 5 Penn State with a big win uh, 27 to 6. Ole Miss, another big win to Oklahoma. They kind of survived against BYU uh, by one score, 31-24, um, and they moved to 9-2. Uh, 
LSU winning big. Iowa hanging on their typical Iowa win here, 15 to 13 against Illinois. Um, Arizona continuing their awesome season, man. It's came kind of came out of nowhere against Utah, who's kind of slipping uh, 42 to 18. Uh, and then we have Clemson with the home upset against um, North Carolina, maybe pushing them out of the rankings. I, I don't think I've checked the rankings yet, but 31 to 20, uh, Clemson wins at home. Good for Josh. Um, then we have Kansas State on the road, 31 to 27 against Kansas. A gritty win for them, especially posting uh, a touchdown or more in each quarter. That's going to get it done uh, on the road. Um, and Kansas, they fall to seven and four. Kansas State may go to eight and three with the win. Um, then Oklahoma State with a win, 43 to 30 against Houston. And then Tulane, uh, continuing their great season, moving to 10 and one against Florida Atlantic, uh, 24 to eight. Uh, Tony, any, any final thoughts on this week? Definitely. Also, I uh, before I do, I want to go into the rankings. I realized I forgot to hit those at the end of the news. Um, the top three for the college football playoff rankings stay the exact same. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan are top three. Washington and Florida State swip, uh, or swap, I should say, uh, mostly because of Washington's big win on the road and also I think the Jordan Travis um, injury definitely, I think, looks a little kind of just a little bit alarming um, to some people. Also, some kind of notable drops. Uh, Oregon State dropped five spots to 16th after their loss. Um, Iowa actually went down one. Um, kind of understandable because they didn't have that super great of a performance. Um, Oklahoma State went up three spots to 20th. Tennessee went down three spots to 21st. And then we do have three new ranked teams. Uh, North Carolina State at 22. Uh, Clemson at 24, back to uh, there. And then finally, uh, for what it's worth, Liberty at 11-0 is ranked 25th. Um, and then just to kind of say the teams that did drop out, North Carolina, you mentioned earlier, they did drop out, so they are unranked now. Kind of crazy to think that. Uh, Utah is unranked, and Kansas is unranked with their um, home loss to Kansas State. But yes, um, another big, uh, big week of action um Jaden Daniels and another man oh man I mean him and Bo Nix it seems like are just dueling with performances at this point um both of them having six touchdown passes Bo with six of them in the first half really really good for them also though for what it's worth I know it is North Alabama and this might get a little eh but I think a really great response from Florida State 58 unanswered points um to kind of rally after kind of a rocky start and also to lose your starting quarterback I think that was a Great battle back. Um, Notre Dame with a, a big win. And kind of Sam Hartman, um, a win against his former college. Um, their uh, Wake Forest's coach kind of definitely made some uh, comments after the game about Notre Dame saying, we'll always love you and stuff. And, and he's kind of saying, well, you didn't really know him. He was just kind of a rental to you guys. But anyways, um, big news for Iowa as well with that. 15-13 win against Illinois. They do clinch a spot in the Big Ten championship game. Um, I believe Tulane with a big win as well. Sorry. Oh, that's right. That's right. So they have a chance to go to their conference game uh, this coming week. Oklahoma, they did lose Dylan Gabriel for a little bit of that game. So that's why and the reason that game was kind of a little bit close. Um, again, a lot of SEC teams kind of playing this But definitely, I mean, Ohio State and Michigan both winning. Uh, Michigan getting a lot more of a gritty win, I would say, on the road. But 
good too. Um, so that sets up an amazing 11 and 0 versus 11 and 0 the game. Really great. And uh, yeah, as you mentioned, Louisville. This is their first uh, all-time win in the city of Miami as a university. They had never beat Miami. Miami also um, was very, very close to a Hail Mary attempt, but uh, just came up a little bit short. And Louisville with uh, a much-needed win. They will also uh, they also clinched their spot in the ACC championship game. So it'll be Florida State versus Louisville. Really great game. But that's all I got. Yeah, um, Tony, you kind of mentioned it. Uh, just looking forward for next week, some championship games. Um, we have, obviously, the Georgia-Alabama matchup. That's going to be awesome. Like you said, Louisville-Florida State. Uh, Iowa's um, waiting to see who they will play in the Big Ten championship, I believe. It says TBD. Yes. Um, but, yeah, and then Washington as well waiting uh, for the Pac-12 championship opponent. Uh, then we have New Mexico State uh, and Liberty going at it, like you said. So, um those some 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 matchups are already determined so um that's kind of interesting but we'll see how this week plays out uh to fill out those rest the, the rest of those holes in the schedule but um yeah my thoughts you know we'll start with the player um the, the quarterback for uh washington jamar muhammad uh we were we were watching the same game tony and there was one guy popping off the screen um on the defense of washington and that was him jamar muhammad the quarterback he was dialed in two picks and numerous pass breakups um, in such a close game, you're going to go back and see some of those plays and, you know, think what if those plays, you know, reverse and the wide receiver catches them. Maybe we're talking about a different game and a different result. Um, just a great performance on his part. Um, he, and he's got my eye, and I'm, I'm looking forward to see to seeing him, I guess, the rest of the year. Um, and maybe, you know, where he falls in the, in the draft because I'm always interested in looking ahead to um, NFL careers too. So uh, he was awesome. Um, he popped off the screen for me, thought I should uh, shout that out. Um, and then, like you said, Tony, we have made it, not we, but these two teams have made it unscathed, um, playing against each other, D-game, Ohio State, uh, and Michigan, both 11-0. and 0. Um, We won't get into it uh, just yet. That's our third game on the schedule, but um, we might as well head into the um, week 13 schedule. We'll start with 16th ranked, uh, now 17th ranked Iowa, uh, heading into Nebraska. They had Nebraska pulling this off um, by two and a half points at home, Tony. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I think the betters are a little bit nervous, especially after last week's kind of nail-biter win at home against Illinois. Um, I think I'll take Illinois plus two and a half, or excuse me, I think I'll take Iowa plus two and a half on the road. Um, kind of seems like the safe bet to a certain degree. Nebraska's at home, but I, I don't know. I think Iowa maybe has, this is kind of like their last tune-up game before the Big Ten Championship, so I think this is going to be a, kind of a game where they have a lot of important it's kind of one to play well in this one so i'll take iowa how about you yeah this tony this kind of makes me believe that maybe i don't know if teams do this but if they're in a situation where they know they're playing next week do they rest that's some starters true. maybe that's why and that's true that's a good point i see i'm not sure how that works because you know some players need to play hard and continue playing in their right. college careers to make it to the nfl so i'm gonna stick with the process and i'm gonna take iowa uh, in my opinion the better team uh, Parker, let's welcome you to the podcast, buddy. Happy pre-Thanksgiving. Uh, we have Nebraska minus two and a half at home against 17th Iowa. Yeah, I'll take Nebraska. I mean, uh, I... That is a, a got sweep to start things off. Um, we will head into Oregon where we have the Battle of the Oregons. Tony, I got to check with you. Is there a name this matchup, the two Oregon teams? Uh, except for one. 
Oh, you can't say that. You can't uh, say that anymore. We'll call it civil war. What, what do you say, Tony? I just right, well, that's what I always knew it as, but I don't remember what they exactly changed it to. But yeah, that's the. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's. I think it should stay that way. But anyways, that's another topic for another day. I think I will take. Oregon at home, I mean, Oregon State coming off a really tough loss at home to Washington. Obviously, they have a lot to play for. And if you remember last year, Oregon had a huge lead against Oregon State and blew it, but that was on the road. So I think I'll take Oregon. Uh, I think I'll take them minus 13 and a half. It's a little bit of a big spread, but I think they're good enough uh, to kind of with Bo Nix to, to get that spread. So I'll take Oregon minus 13 and a half. How about you? Yeah, me too. I don't want to stop picking uh i I don't want to start picking against oregon because they're just such a hot team right now i'll take them apart we got i'll be taking oregon as well in fact we have a civil war sweet voice and now the game we have second ranked ohio state heading into ann arbor michigan and face the wolverines and I think uh, right now Michigan is favored to win by field goal, Tony. So the betters, they're going to keep it close. So what do you think? They sure are. And they, they definitely do got a lot of uh, momentum. I think Michigan does going into this game. They got a lot of things to play for. Um, obviously, this would be their third straight win against Ohio State, which would be the first losing streak of three games or more by Ohio State since the 90s um, against Michigan. Obviously, there was that stretch where Ohio State won for, I think, a full decade straight. So definitely kind of evened out there, I guess, a little bit. But I'm going to take Ohio State plus three on the road. Um, obviously, I can't go with uh, that team up north. So I'll go with the Bucks plus three. How about you? Man, I, I don't think Michigan's played all that well the last couple of weeks. Does that stain what they've done the, the entire season? No, they've been a great team. I just think Ohio State has been doing this. Michigan has kind of, kind of tipped down, but maybe, I don't know, maybe they proved me wrong, but I'm going to take Ohio State. I'm all Ohio State on this one. Parker, who you got? Ooh. Yeah, I mean, you guys already know um, who I'm cheering for. We are obviously going Ohio State. Uh, that other team, that cheating team, uh, we can't even clean it up. We'll go with uh, we'll go with all. The Ohio State University. And that makes three sweeps, by the way. Three straight sweeps. Yeah, wow. guy sweeps. So that's that's some interesting stuff. Um, We have next up, what are we going to do here? We're going to do, I don't think they're ranked anymore, Tony. It was going to be UNC. At, I guess I should have checked today, but it was UNC at NC State. Um, I, Oh, actually, NC State. Okay, that's funny enough. Uh, UNC was rated 20th. Now they dropped out of the ratings. NC State, they weren't rated last week, but now they are ranked. 22nd so we have north carolina going into nc state but north carolina is favored to win by two and a half on the road against 22nd ranked nc state totally who you got very interesting uh at the end of the day these two have the, the same exact record on paper both are eight and three kind of a lot of pride here um i think honestly i think i'm gonna take nc state at home um so i'll take nc state plus three i feel like that loss kind of was a little bit of a shake in the journey for uh, North Carolina. So I'm not sure how they'll respond, especially on the road. Um, well, you know, quote unquote road, it's in the same state, obviously, but 
Um, I think the atmosphere at NC State, I think they'll have a lot of hype for this game going in. So I'll take uh, NC State plus three at home. How about you? Man, I I want to believe in Drake May, and I'm going to s- stick on that shit, man. I Even if it was sinking ship, I, I think he's a great quarterback, great prospect. I'm going to take North Carolina here on the road. Berg, what do you got? Yeah, I'll we'll go with uh, we'll go with Unk as well. Perfect base. Um, well, that's probably the only game where we we differ. Um, if I can check Josh's picks real quick, he picked, uh, he picked UNC. So Tony, you are the lone wolf on this one, buddy. Enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> moving on, we will get into the NFL side of things. Tony, we can start with you. Uh, kind of an unfortunate game, not just because of the loss, but because of um. Uh, the injury that happened uh you can take away this thursday night recap where the ravens took down the Bengals 34 to 20 oh yes um I'm, I'm sure parker might add to it a little bit in the news but yes uh joe burrow did tear some ligaments in his throwing wrist his right wrist um he said he heard a pop and this came right uh right after a touchdown or well, i mean on the touchdown throw um i thought we did a pretty solid start kind of to that point. Um, I believe Baltimore did get a, a touchdown right out of the gate, but we were able to get a field goal to kind of respond and then um, ultimately get another stop and get the lead at 10 seven. Um, but I really do feel like after that, after that injury, I think it dropped a lot of heads and I think a lot of kind of like a big breath out of the team kind of just was let out. And I'm not sure if, uh, that affected everybody but at the end of the day um it did end up being a loss i think also this was a a show out game for the uh the ravens receiver that i thought odell had by far probably his best game of the season um Zay flowers also was really really good nelson aguilar had that the one catch but it was a huge catch for a touchdown Lamar basically did kind of what he did in the first matchup he was just able to avoid a lot of pressure and kind of get out of sacks um, so that was kind of tough. Um, Jake Browning kind of did come in and, and I mean, we scored 10 points before the Burrow injury. We scored 10 points after the Burrow injury. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that we did like absolutely terrible, but, um, you, you could definitely see the difference of, uh, of Burrow versus Browning. Um, I'll give you credit. Browning didn't turn the ball over, but the offensive line did give up five sacks. So definitely, definitely tough there. Um, I kind of was expecting this. Obviously, that's why I kind of picked the Ravens this last, uh, this, this past week. But um, it definitely uh, is kind of like a punch in the gut seeing uh, Joe have to leave. Especially, we had the calf issue kind of in preseason. And it was like, okay, well, you know, that's over with. We can kind of focus on him being healthy now. And now um, he's done for the year. So, I don't think that this season is a total loss yet. I think at five and five in a wide open AFC North. Um, there are still some possibilities, possibly a wild card spot um, down the road, but I mean, things do definitely have to clean up. And I think Jake Browning definitely needs to, uh, to kind of up his game a lot better than kind of what he's shown um, obviously on Thursday and then kind of throughout the preseason. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes, but uh, yeah, definitely a, a gut shot there for, uh, for, for us Bengals fans. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it does make things fuzzy for the Bengals um, on their path to a playoff berth. But uh, yeah, Joe, Joe Burrow not being a part of that is it's tough. But um, 
moving on, we have Dorian Thompson Robinson with the Browns getting his second start and getting a win against their division rivals at home, 13 to 10. Uh, a couple things on this one um, that I noticed, well, not that I noticed, it's just what I noticed from DTR in college, you know, great arm talent, um, accurate when he wants to be. He has a par powerful arm. He's very mobile. And one thing I had in college that I didn't like is his decision-making and the fact that he blew a lot of games for UCLA with his stupid decision-making. Um, and it seems now with the Browns after this one game, I don't want to overreact, but it seems like he's in a good enough system to to function as a good quarterback. I think he has the talent. Um, I, I just don't know how prolific he'll be as a thrower. Well, we'll see, but uh, some positive signs, especially in that fourth quarter, he was able to uh, make some really good throws against some good defense uh, to win a game. Uh, so obviously really uh, fun to see him uh, winning one and getting emotional at the at the end of that uh, result. So uh, cool to see him, a uh, guy that I watched a lot of at UCLA. So um, the Browns go to 7-3, and three, and the Steelers, <laughs> we have some news for that, my bet. Um, after this one. So uh, stick around. Um, Parker, we'll, we'll go to you on this one. The Lions take down the Bears 31-26. to The Bears melt down in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, I've, I wrote down a lot of stuff for this game because this one was, was one where you can solely blame coaching 100% and nothing else. Um, I mean, the Lions, they really tried their, their hardest to uh, to uh, Lions that, that game away. Uh, Jared, Jared Goff looked like Jared Goof. He threw three interceptions. Didn't really have many good throws the entire day, if I'm being quite honest with you. I mean, his best throws happened in the last two minutes of the game. Uh, and the Bears, once again, it seems like we're, we're one of the best teams in the league at this, and that's uh, snatching defeat out of the jaws of victory. Uh, we just play to lose games. It, it seems like we, we we like to lose. We're one of the best teams at losing. Um, you know, we could be up by by fifty points with fifteen minutes left. And I swear to God, they're going to score fifty one to win the game. There's no doubt about it. Uh, this game seemed like it was a twenty twenty two version of the Bears. Uh, we can only run the ball. Could barely pass the ball uh, with one good throw. I mean, there was good throws, but uh, good throw. Uh, a, a sidearm throw um, early in the game to Mooney, which once again, uh, Mooney caught only one pass uh, this game. And really, really bad offensive coordinators, really shit guys like like Luke Getze uh, don't know how to get their players involved um, in the game. And that's uh, what we've seen a another game from this uh, from this offense not getting their, their stars involved. Um, he did uh, crawl up in the pocket. Delivered a nice throw to DJ Moore, who I found out um, was uh, there was a fan that was chirping uh, them behind their bench, and uh, he wrote "shut up" and gave the ball to the fan, which I, th I thought was kind of funny. Um, and they thought apparently Equinemius St. Brown, but he's not he's not that bright, so he thought that uh, D Detroit put a, a a fan there on purpose or something like that, which they probably didn't. Because uh, they don't really need that to beat the Bears. Let's be honest here. So he obviously he's really not that smart. Just really not using his head there. But um, more rushing yards and passing yards, uh, like this team typically does. Uh, can't seem to know how to pass the, the ball, even with all these guys, even with time in the pocket, even with a, a quarterback that can deliver the ball down the field. Uh, playing for field goals instead of going for touchdowns or, or winning the game or trying to get first downs at the end of games on fourth and one. Um, I, I know earlier in the year he got he caught flack for for not kicking the points, but I think in this situation, 
Uh, we weren't tied or weren't losing the game by a couple points. We were winning the game by 12 points or by nine points or whatever it was. Go for the first down and, and, and make Detroit play defense. Make them try to cover Justin Fields again, which they haven't been able to do clearly if he has 11 or 100 rushing yards on the day. Uh, it seems like they had a hard time trying to cover that. So you'd think that we would go back to that. But no, we go for uh, Gutless Getsy's special uh, first and second down. HB dives right up the middle. HB dive, HB dive. Again, we're going to catch him off guard. We're going to make him think that we're doing something else. Nope. HB dive. HB dive up the middle. We get nothing. Not a one yard on those two plays. And then on third down, we decide we're going to throw the bomb. And... Um, you know, a, a deep pass, which I thought was a great throw. A receiver misjudged it, stopped running, and the ball landed like two feet in front of this guy's face, which if he would have kept running, he would have caught the ball in stride. Um, just a, another thing, and where did DJ Moore go? I mean, do, does he not exist on this team? Like, I, I don't get it. He's probably just sitting there going, hello, I'm open, hello, throw the ball. And we just can't seem to get the ball to this guy. There's, There's... I mean, this is the game. It's on the line here. We can't get him the ball. I mean, I, I don't really understand that. And um, just should have been an easy, easy win with the way that they played all day long with decent coaching. If we had any other coaching staff in the league, minus probably, I mean, even with Arizona, they'd probably win the game. I mean, it, it's it's just, it's embarrassing what this, this coaching staff continues to do week in and week out. And um, just a little joke here at the end. I, I would like to just say this. Um, we've just got the, the Wizard of Oz in Chicago right now. We've got Eberflus. He's got no brain. I just like the Scarecrow. Uh, if I only had a brain. If I only had a brain. That's Eberflus on the sideline. And then you have Getsy. He's the lion. He's got no courage. Put him up. Put him up. We're going to do something different. We're going to catch him off guard. Put him up. HB dive. HB dive up the middle. He's the uh, he's the lion. He's got absolutely no courage in his team, or uh, anything like that. And you have the defense. Uh, they're the uh, Tin Man. They got no heart. Uh, when we're when there's nothing left to, or when we've got so much to play for in the game, uh, they just go right down three plays. Boom, boom, boom. Wide fucking open in the end zone for a touchdown. Um, all day long, we have Eddie Jackson looking lost out there. We have these guys just looking lost. We just what it really boils boils down to is we just don't have guys. We just don't have guys on this team. It's it's a, a mixture of the dumbest fucking coaching staff in the league by far, and some of these players who just don't have any heart. They're all just tin bands out there. They're just running around. They're playing not together football. They're they're playing for themselves. And when you have that, you lose games. And, and you know, at the end of the game, uh, we get one more chance to to try and. I'll uh, go down and, and tie the game. And our rookie, of course, Darnell Wright, gets his fucking shit pushed in uh, by Aiden Hutchinson and gets fucking just absolutely strip-sacked. And Justin Fields doesn't feel the uh, pressure. Uh, number one on that play, what I see is we got a rookie out there guarding one of the best fucking pass rushers in the league, but we don't even uh, put a tight end over there to help chip or anything like that. So that's number one that I see. And uh, number two, it just it seems like there's no urgency. Like, there was just no urgency. They're just stepping back. Fields is just, uh, 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 this fucking gets smacked. Like, like he didn't even know that he was coming. And, I mean, that's concerning to see on a number of levels from this team in general. But I thought Fields had a, a pretty good day. Um, I don't, honestly, at this point, 
we really gotta we we really gotta fire these guys. I don't know how a coach can still be employed at six and twenty two when Frank Reich's ass is hotter than the damn sun in Carolina, and they're talking about firing him because they know that they're that he's fucking Bryce Young up. They they know that and they want to get someone else in there. Meanwhile, in Chicago, we're just fine with just fucking this team up over and over again. And it really comes down to Ryan Poles, I think, as well, uh, for allowing this to happen. And this goes up to even Kevin Warren. I mean, this has got everyone involved in this organization with how shitty that this team is. Kevin Warren, is this what you want to see? This is what you signed on for? Really? Because now you're in charge and you're still letting these fucking clouds rule your funhouse. And it's a joke. And we've seen this week in and week out. They had another loss, another game where we could have won easily had we just played decent common sense football and the Bears turn into fucking cowards at the end of games and, and lose them. So that's that's just, it's been a theme for about 15 years now. And I don't know what there's going to be need to do to change. Hopefully the one uh, passes soon so we can get uh, some, some new ownership. But that's all. Yeah, it's hard to put this one on fields, to be honest. Um, watching him, he was dialed in. He ran well, really well, and uh, he was good in the pocket, and he was he was good with his delivery. Especially so. not even really playing at 100 with his finger or his thumb being still in the process of healing. I can tell you when you freaking bend your thumb back like that, it takes a long time to heal. I know mine was, was bugging me when I messed up my thumb for about like two months or something like that. So, I mean, he's definitely not playing at 100%, especially throwing the ball and having to grip it the way that a quarterback does. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, like you said, it's hard to put it on fields. Yeah. Um, just kind of letting him down a little bit. <clears throat> Moving on, we have the Packers with a um, – eh, you can consider it – I mean, they were, I think, uh, projected to win if I'm looking – actually, no, it was a home upset. Okay. Yeah, the Packers with a home upset against the Chargers. The Chargers kind of poo-pooing this one at the end there. Um, a lot of drops and just bad football for them um, on both sides of the ball. The Packers take it. Uh, both these teams go to four and six. Uh, mediocrity at its finest, guys. Um, the Dolphins, we don't have Josh to recap this. Um, they were able to take down the Raiders 20-13. to 13. Um, Then the Giants with an upset win against the Commies who should have had this one, um, but they did not. Uh, Howell throwing three interceptions, kind of rebounding in, in the fourth quarter, but just um, I, Tommy DeVito, I guess, getting the win for his Giants, uh, thirty-one to nineteen. Um, the Cowboys taking down the Panthers, like we all thought, thirty-three to ten. Um, then we have the Titans going down to the Jags, uh, thirty-four to fourteen. Trevor Lawrence coming back a little bit to to earth and playing good football again. Um, the Texans uh, at home uh, beating the Cardinals, twenty-one to sixteen. Another great. Great day by CJ Stroud. A couple, I know he had a season high three interceptions, but he was able to dial in when he needed to um, and make some really good throws. And um, their their defense defense stepped up there against Kyler Murray uh, and company, and they go to six and four. Whoever, who, no, I don't think anybody would have expected this from the uh, the Texans six and four record, but uh, that's where that's where they are right now, and they're four and one at home. So that is quite impressive. Uh, the Buccaneers going down to the 49ers, twenty seven to fourteen. Um, the Bills going down, or sorry, the Bills with a big win against the Jets, 32-6. to This is the game that got Zach Wilson, uh, not just benched, but double benched, down to the third string. <laughs> so we'll see how the Jets perform with their new quarterback uh, in town that we can go over a little bit later. Uh, the Rams taking down the Seahawks with a, a fourth quarter kind of comeback, a 10-point score in the fourth quarter, um, and they beat the Seahawks 17-16. to 
And that leaves me with the Sunday night recap with the Broncos and the Vikings. The Broncos taking down the Vikings 21-20, to a close game. Uh, the Vikings not able to get it done on offense. In the first half, you know, everything was good. We were running the ball efficiently. Um, Dobbs was good with his delivery. He was good with getting um, out of the pocket when uh, things were starting to get a little bit crazy in there. He was able to extend plays. Um, he extended one for his first touchdown, I believe, which was that passing touchdown to uh, Josh Oliver, which was impressive, taking it uh, all the way down to the right sideline hash mark um, and then shoving off, or I think he like found a way to dodge um, the guy coming at him um, and then finding the wide open guy in the end zone, which I've never seen my quarterback make a play like that in a long time. Um, and then he got a rushing touchdown, um, I believe, to start the second, to start the second half. But then you kind of started to see a little bit of the um, indecisiveness and inaccuracy from Dobbs. He uh, wasn't comfortable um, in that second half in the pocket. Um, wasn't able to escape much. Um, and credit to the Broncos defense, they were able to uh, bring it, really bring it against this offensive line. We were able to hold up a little bit, but uh, just not enough for Dobbs to uh, play well in that second half. That last drive, I believe he he led uh, TJ Hawkinson, you know, a little bit high on some of those throws, which should be, you know, pitch and catch, easy throws. Maybe they should have been caught, sure, but if they were in a better position for Hawkinson to keep running or maybe secure it a little better instead of keeping it away from his body and, you know, having Justin Simmons punch it out, I, I think maybe we could have extended that drive. But uh, a little bit of sh sh shaky play from Dobbs in that second half, especially in that fourth quarter. Um, but, you know, in the first half, you know, he, had, he made some good plays, but that second half, I wish I could have seen just a little bit more uh, more consistency with him. But uh, moving on to the defense, kind of the same situation. We played well in the first half, um, you know, pressuring, and not even pressuring, but just, you know, confusing Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson did not look comfortable all day with the amount of uh, looks that he was getting from the Vikings. The Vikings have done a great job with um, setting, I guess, confusing quarterbacks at the line with how many looks they're, they're giving them. Um, you know, backing off and then bringing the pressure and then backing off. And Russell Wilson was not able to to dial in uh, to what we were doing until that fourth quarter well, where he was able to find his running back out of the backfield and get chunks of yardage um, when the Vikings really needed a stop to win the game. Um, they were not able to get one. And the Broncos go all the way down the field and get that last-minute touchdown uh, to basically seal things up. Uh, and they were able to get that stop against the Vikings uh, after that drive as well. But um, some of this stuff wouldn't have happened. We wouldn't have been in a situation where we had to stop the Broncos from getting a touchdown to lose the game. If we were, first of all, a little bit more aggressive with our play calling. Um, I've been very supportive of Kevin O'Connell throughout the year. I thought he's done a great job, but this game, he was a little bit of, he, he was a little bit conservative. Um, especially that first half where he had a chance to go for it on fourth down. Um, I, I get it. You have a quarterback that you're not used to working with. You know, he's been in the building for two weeks now and three weeks, whatever it is. You got to think you can get a, four, a fourth and one, uh, especially if uh, you're an offensive coach. You got to, you know, you got to go for it. You got to go for it. You get those first Maryland, that's um, drives. Gensey called Kevin O'Connell during that little break there, and they said, just just don't go for it. <laughs> he got flashbacks. He was watching Getsy. Um But yeah, and it, it got kind of tough in the, in the second half because while it, he wasn't calling conservative plays, we were still kind of conservative with our execution. We weren't running as well in the second half, um, and we were faced with multiple goal line opportunities, um, or I think maybe one in the fourth quarter, which we should have turned into a touchdown. It's just 
it was bad execution with a bad throw by Dobbs and there was a guy in front of him that was open. So I thought the play call was there. It just we didn't execute it. And now hindsight is, wow, we're getting conservative and we're getting field goals. But really the first down was there. Maybe we should have gone to the end zone a couple of plays before because we did run it two straight times. But I don't know. That's kind of a hindsight thing. I do I do hope for more aggressive play calling from Kevin O'Connell uh, in the future. But uh, weren't able to get it done. We lost this game as a team. I mean, the bad defense at the end there, bad offensive execution in the, in the late fourth quarter um, didn't deserve to win the game. The Broncos did. Uh, the Vikings go to six and five. I mean, we're I'm right on track with my nine and eight predictions. So that's a good thing, right? Uh, the Broncos go to five and five. We go to six and five. Um, hey, we pulled off a fake punt. I always love to see that. Um, so while my, my my ship is still sinking, it's still fun to watch my team make plays. So I'm having fun with it, uh, although we are probably going to lose more than we win uh, from here on out. But um, that is it for Sunday Night Football. I don't think I uh, have anything. Oh, one more thing. Alex Madison loves to just take his knife and stab his own team with it. Stab it. Stab, stab his team with the fumbles. I mean, I, I every single week I, I'm starting to get even more nervous every time he touches the ball. He's killing drives with these fumbles. If he yeah, but his mouth guard drive. Yeah, he has chains hanging out of his mouth guard. So at least he has. At least he looks cool fumbling. But uh, man, he, he, these fumbles are drive killers. We lost a turnover battle three to nothing, and we lost the game. And we've lost many games this year losing the turnover battle. It, the fumbles need to stop. And I, I at this point, even though Ty Chandler's not the best pass blocker, I just screw it. Put CJ Ham as as a blocker in the backfield if you do, if you want to go back to pass you can't keep putting madison in these situations where he's losing the team losing the game for the team and he it was on a drive where if we scored maybe it's a different situation maybe maybe it's multiple scores that we're up by at the end of the fourth quarter um but that situation was not presented to us because he likes to fumble um and he's not that good at you know bouncing off of tackles and getting extra yardage at, like i thought he was like he showed he was you know in the last couple of years so very disappointed to see Alex Madison not live up to the contract that uh, we are giving him, but uh, hopefully that means more Ty Chandler, and I'm liking my Ty Chandler right now. So uh, that's going to do it for Sunday Night Football. Monday Night Football, we have the Eagles getting revenge as Nick Sirianni screams to the, the Chiefs fans as they drip in the Super Bowl um, parade that once was a couple, a few months ago. Um, the Eagles go to 9-1 with this win over the Chiefs, 21-17. to some bad drops for the Chiefs, man. Some really bad drops. Saw that week one, and we're seeing it again here. Um, they go to seven and three, and a couple of those losses, man. If uh, they executed some of those those long plays, it, it would be maybe nine and one, just like the Eagles. Um, so uh, the Chiefs go down on Monday Night Football. And Tony, let's start with you with some final NFL thoughts on the week. I guess just going back to that Kansas City game, yeah. I mean, I think Parker showed us. Uh, I think. Parker sent something to the group chat where it was like all three of their losses, um, they had very, very crucial drops, even in the Denver game. Um, I mean, they really could be, like you said, 9-1 and one or even 10-0 and oh if things have gone their they way. They could be 10-0. So, they they would have beat the Lions if um, uh, Kadarius Tony caught that pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So definitely uh, got to gotta clean that. I mean, you know, we, we keep saying got to clean that up, and unfortunately it keeps – showing its nasty face um, for Chiefs fans. And I think they probably have just, I mean, we even saw Kelsey drop a very easy third down catch that he had. I mean, he did make up for it on the next play on fourth down, but it's just these catches that, man, I mean, you'd expect them to make and they don't. And He fumbled really, too. 
Exactly. That's true. That's true. So, um, I guess for their sake, just hopefully that that gets better. But, um, yeah, I'm, I I don't really have a whole lot of thoughts, I guess. Just, I was kind of shocked at the, the, also to kind of branch off that, the Quentin Johnson drop as well. Um, that was a absolute heart killer there. Yeah. I mean, he choked that one. That was, that would have been in field goal range and that probably would have either gave him the win or set up overtime, but that's just my thoughts. I'll be yeah, and Tony, to be honest, if you broke that tackle, that's a touchdown too. So we're we're not even talking; we're talking like Chargers win in a whole different situation with their head coach. But now, man, oh man, we have Mister Staley on fire. His butt is going to be torched in a couple of weeks. I could just feel it, man. Oh my god. Um, my my thoughts. I'll start with Saquon. He's just doing such a good job uh, carrying that team, carrying that offense. Devito. I mean, obviously, credit to him, but. Saquon, he's living up to what he wants. He wants a big contract. He deserves it. Is it financially feasible for a team? That's still up for debate, I guess. But if any running back deserves a contract in the NFL, it's Saquon Barkley with all he does for his team. Um, and Parker, I, I wrote this down before that that collapse. The the Bears defense was phenomenal that entire game uh, against Jared Goff. If you want to minus those last couple drives in the fourth quarter, which you probably don't want to do, but um, they played really well. So uh, that's one thing. Uh, Deron Bland for the Cowboys has just been incredible. I think he has more touchdowns than some wide receivers that are prominent in the league. So um, that's that's definitely some crazy stuff right there. Deron Bland having a great year. Uh, DTR already went over that. Uh, but Legereus Sneed, I believe he shadowed some of the biggest wide receivers in the league by big. I just mean uh, production-wise. And he's he's shut him down. Um, I don't have the graphic in front of me, but I, it was just basically a list of all the wide receivers he played, the top wide receivers, and he's done a great job. So... Uh, I'm, it's a funny trend of quarterbacks this this uh this podcast um some college football quarterbacks and some nfl quarterbacks so shout out to legerious need that's all i got Parker. what you got man you guys covered a lot of stuff um i don't really know i mean you guys you guys did a pretty good job so you guys can't you just take it other than the uh zach zach wilson just kind of shocking that they kind of benched him you know, I've seen a lot of people say that they don't really, uh, they don't think that any quarterback would really be succeeding behind that line and what they're doing right now. I mean, do they really want to rush Aaron Rodgers back from injury with what's going on with their offensive line? I mean, that is not a smart decision to me. But um, and then just uh, the Tom Brady comment of the mediocrity uh, that we're seeing across the league right now, which uh, is beginning a lot of traction and a lot of people agreeing with and. I mean, I, I can't help but agree with, with what we're seeing. I mean, we've seen, we're seeing, you know, wide open catches being drops, just lazy tackling, just bad, bad offensive line play, bad quarterback play, uh, bad defensive efforts. Um, I mean, Tom Brady is definitely right. Parker, one other. So you talked about Jets offense. I think this is two straight years now with Nathan, with Nathaniel Hackett's offenses, man. They are like last in the league two years in a row, and I, yeah, I, I wanted to give him a break after last year, but he's not proving anything more to me. I, I thought he could activate Wilson a little bit better than what he's doing, but he's not, and it's not all on Wilson, man. That Jets offense is crap. I feel bad for Garrett Wilson. Oh, me too, buddy. I have him in two leagues. Trust me, me too. He's news time. Okay, well, we can start with Seattle. Uh, the game's coming up tomorrow. Um, 
we'll have uh, Walker and Gino Smith are going to be out um, for this game. Um, sorry. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, Smith is Walker playing. Is out. Oh, he is playing? Okay. Well, yeah, he's he dealing with a line. He is dealing with a right elbow injury, which is a throwing arm um, for him, obviously. So something to keep an eye on with him. I mean, one hit could be sending him out of the game. So uh, Kenneth Walker is going to be out with an oblique injury, I believe. Uh, they said that he could be an IR uh, candidate, although he's not going to be suiting up. But hopefully uh, he can get back fast because I have him on fantasy, which would be really nice. Um, the Steelers working some massive news. Apparently, this is the first time that they've fired a head coach during the season since 1941. Chicago, take fucking notes. Um, and uh, Kenny Pickett says that he he doesn't expect uh, suspect any wholesale changes uh, after the uh, the head coaching or the offensive coordinator firing. Uh, but um, I, I really do think that there's probably going to be a decent amount of changes because you don't just fire a guy um, and see that they don't make any changes. Um, just some kind of interesting news that I seen uh, from Drew Brees. I don't know if you guys seen uh, what he said about not being able to throw the ball. I mean, that is it. It really is one of the craziest, like kind of scary things I've 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 seen. I mean, this guy got he's gotten wrecked in his life, and he played through a lot of pain. I don't think anyone really gives him credit for how tough he was as a quarterback, but. Um, he says that he can't throw with his right arm. He, he plays catch with his left arm. So, um, I mean, that's just uh, a crazy thing that he was able to, to do what he accomplished in the league um, in the last couple of years with the lack of arm talent and, uh, you know, arm strength uh, as a uh, quarterback. But uh, Bill Belichick announced that he doesn't, he hasn't named a, a starter um, if there's any other place probably worse than Chicago right now, I would probably say it's New England. Uh, they're just a big mess up there. Uh, they don't have much talent uh, across the board. Their wide receivers are are scoundrels. Uh, Mac Jones isn't playing that good. Um, they're just not that. They're just not that good of a team um, overall. And uh, we can talk about uh, the Sunday night game. We get a little bit of Rob. We'll bring up uh, Mr. Kareem Jackson, Mr. Headhunter himself. He, uh, he has been suspended. Uh, I believe that this is the second time he's gotten suspended this year. Um, fourth time he's gotten fined uh, for hits to the head, which I may add the rest did not call a penalty, uh, which, you know, another thing to bring up is how bad the refs are. Week after week after week, they are honestly some of the worst in sports right now. Um, I think the league has a kind of a little roughing problem on their hands with uh, the amount of games that they decide and the amount of screen time that they get uh, during games. But uh, he's going to be suspended again for a four-game suspension. And while um, Broncos teammate Simmons uh, defended him kind of, but uh, with saying that the NFL lacks consistency, which is damn right, uh, they, they don't know they're a penalty from a hole in the wall uh, right now. And... Uh, you know, Kareem Jackson, though, uh, you watch him play, he does kind of play a little little, a little violent, little hits to the head, uh, which are kind of, uh, you know, obviously we don't really want to see those in the league right now. Uh, the Packers are placing uh, rookie tight end Musgrave on injured, uh, injured reserve. Um, he's the, the rookie tight end that they uh, just drafted this year. Uh, he's going to be out with a... Um, it honestly doesn't say... 
Do you guys know what it is? Oh, abdominal injury. Sorry, abdominal injury. Um, that he is out by. I just go way down to find out. That was kind of annoying. But um, we'll see here. Um, like you mentioned, uh, Zach Wilson down to third string, uh, which is, um, you know, just a crazy thing to see. Um, tell, uh, Saints Thomas, he's going to be at IR. Um, he got hurt as well. I think he hurt his knee. He had a knee injury. Um, he's going to be out. So my fantasy team, I actually cut him after hearing the news. I've been wanting to cut him all season long and finally was able to uh, pull the trigger on him. Mr. Slap Boy, and I was going to be Couch Boy again. Uh, but um, Aaron Jones is unlikely to play versus the Lions. Um, he's been banged up all season long. This guy's been hurt. He's got a sprayed MCL. Um, that whole Packers team just in disarray right now, uh, even though they got a win against the most inconsistent team in the league. Um, and like you said, Joe Burrow out. Uh, very scary thing to see him throw the ball and Winston Payne and then not being able to throw a ball on the sideline. I suspect surgery will will be coming for him. And I mean, that's a hopefully he can come back to being what he was before. I mean, he's missed a lot of time as a professional quarterback in this league. Uh, I think a lot of people forget about that uh, with the deep Super Bowl run that he had. But he he missed he's missed 14 games now um, in his NFL career, which um, is a lot. I don't know what you're pointing at, but um, torn ACL rookie year. Yeah, torn ACL. Yep. Uh, we can move on to Indianapolis, which is kind of a shocking move, I guess. Uh, Darius Shaquille Leonard uh, is getting cut by the Colts. Uh, a kind of a shocking turn of events where he seen seemed to be disre- disrespected by the organization, but didn't really make those comments known um, at the time. Really uh, went to de- delivering some turkeys. His you know channeling his inner turkey boy, um, uh, doing a, some good things for the community. But uh, he actually cleared waivers today and um, is going to be a free agent. So he's going to be able to sign hopefully with the contender. On uh, a deep playoff run, would be nice to see him win something in the face of the Colts. But uh, Justin Jefferson still, I don't think he's going to be coming back this week again, maybe not even next week uh, with the hamstring injury. Uh, kind of a lingering thing, it seems like, uh, with him just trying to get back to 100% before he um, comes back. And you know, I mean, they're, they are doing kind of fine. But I mean, obviously, you want the best receiver on your team. But, um, you know, he's just taking his time with it. You know, I wouldn't really want to rush him back either. Um, if I'm being quite honest, I would just want him to sit and just wait uh, to get healthy. But um, that's a lot of news uh, that I said right there. But um, I think, oh yeah, Bosa too. He's going to be on the IR. He was in tears on the sideline, which was a kind of a scary thing to see him as well. Mark Andrews as well. Uh, ankle injury, the uh, tackles everyone's complaining about. I don't know how they're supposed to tackle all these guys uh, without doing that. I mean, I think it's not like they say they, they try to do it. I think it just kind of happens as the they're trying to bring a freaking massive 6'6", 260-pound guy down to the ground. Um, it's kind of hard to do that without kind of pulling them in a way. So um, hopefully the NFL just kind of maybe teaches better tackling or something like that. But um, And then we have one of the – I don't want to say it's a funny injury because no injuries are funny, but um, – Hufanga uh, got broke so bad out of his shoes uh, that he popped his ACL um, in that uh, game there. But um, he got really broke out of his shoes there. But uh, hopefully he can, you know, come back good for um, 
for that or for the uh, 49ers because I know he's a he's a key role in their team. But uh, yeah, Mr. Jim Ursay, uh, as you as you have a Baram sure. Well, first we'll we'll talk about Mr. the most elite quarterback signing with the Browns. So I don't know if he's going to be starting, but Joe Flacco. Uh, we're obviously talking about Joe Flacco. Uh, is going to be uh, signing with the Browns. So maybe he'll be backing up. Cooper Cooper Cup got hurt as well. He's day to day with an ankle injury. Ah, that is a lot, a lot, a lot of news there. And uh, you know, I forgot to mention this during the uh, my my Bears thing, but how ironic that. David Montgomery scores the game where he touched on that. We just don't have a, our spine is so so brittle and so broken that we can allow a former player to embarrass us again. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that's pretty much all the news. Otherwise, uh, we just have Jim Irsay say some out of pocket stuff, which I don't even even know if it's mentioning. But if you want to mention it, Rob, you can mention it if you really want to. But if you don't want to, we can just we can just move on. It's universally known that Jim Irsay is a clown, so. Uh, Tony, maybe we yeah. should uh, combine my background to your background. I think that would fit in very well. I mean, my background definitely could be added too, right? Come on, you know, clown. Yeah, we can we can add it. Yeah, we'll do a little bit. It actually be the whole time over here. The clown gang. All right, this is the true clown gang right here. It's perfect. Um, perfect. Well, we will get into the Thanksgiving matchups. Here we go, boys. We will start with the classic matchup of the Packers at Lions. And Lions right now haven't seen them. Aired by this much in a long time. Uh, seven and a half, at, or seven and a half right now. Tony, a couple things. Uh, to- Parker mentioned it. Aaron Jones out. Uh, EJ Dillon probably getting majority of the carries. Um, but it's just kind of a mess for them. A lot of injuries they're banged up. Uh, the Lions are kind of fresh right now. Um, Lions by seven and a half on hold. We got. Yeah, that that means we'll get to see uh, AJ's huge calves. Uh, undefeated, by the way. Also, the Lions are we, we, a, a very nice, uh, or quads, yeah, excuse me, not quads. Uh, the Lions will be wearing a nice uh, John Madden patch on their jersey as well. thought that was a nice little gesture, but uh, yes, I'll be taking the, the Detroit Lions uh, minus seven and a half. I'll be you, Rob. Um, yeah, I'm taking Detroit. I think Jack Carlo is performing at halftime, so uh, that's that's interesting, I think. I think that was, I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm pretty sure. Um, I thought, you know, it would have been nice if there was Eminem, but um, check Harlow, I guess. Uh, maybe uh, you guys can look it up while uh, we go through these picks and c- correct me if I'm wrong. It is Jack Harlow. Uh, yeah. It is Jack Harlow. Perfect. Uh, Eminem's better. Um, that, that, Josh's pick, I think he picked the, the Lions, but Barker, what do you got? I'm going to take the uh, Lions as well. Uh, perfect. Uh, next up on the slate, we have the typical Cowboys. Um, I think it's usually between the Giants and, and the Commies. This, this year, we got the Commies. Uh, seven and three Giant, uh, seven and three Cowboys hosting the four and seven uh, Commanders right now. Tony, the line is actually increased by three, the thirteen and a half for Dallas. Oh my God, what a face right there! By the way, uh, absolutely great face. Um, I, I mean, that's such a kind of a big spread. I know the Commies aren't super great, but. My gosh, 13 and a half. Um, I, I mean, I, I guess I'll do it. I'll take uh, Dallas minus 13 and a half. I'll be your Um, well, first of all, I was wrong, I was incorrect. Josh is taking a lot of hackers to cover that spread, so cool. Uh, yeah, 
Right. For this one, Josh is taking the commies to cover, and I'm sure he's not going to change it because the spread keeps getting even even higher. But um, I'll take Dallas. I'm just trusting what I see from them, um, and I, I just I don't know. Dak Prescott's having a good good year. He's putting up a lot of good numbers. Barkley, we got. Uh, we're going to be seeing a picture, uh, like like Randy Moss uh, did for uh, CD Lamb though. Uh, against Washington, I, I I hope that he's eating some some turkey legs at the end of this game. So I'll go with uh, Dallas. Interesting, yeah, that is definitely the the Dak and CD Lamb stack in fantasy is right now it's un, unbeatable. Um, moving on, we have the Thursday night game where the Seahawks will be hosting the Niners. Uh, right now, San Francisco is favored to win by a touchdown and an extra point, Tony. And I will take that. I'll take San Francisco on the road with the minus seven. Um, I will as well. Um, I just think the Niners are kind of back to who they should be, and uh, I'll take them on the road. Parker, who you got? I'm going to go with uh, the Niners as well. Perfect. Um, well, this one here is interesting, Josh. So we have the, the Finns uh, visiting uh, the Jets, and Miami right now is favored to win by nine and a half. And um, Josh has actually gone against that spread, and he's taking the Jets to cover that. Uh, Tony, who you got? I can understand that. Uh, the Dolphins seem to have a little bit of trouble when they have to go to New York and play the Jets, it seems a little bit. Um, I think uh, I'll pick the Dolphins uh, minus nine and a half, though. I, I think they're just better. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting for their offense to go back to, you know, really, really good football I haven't seen that the last couple of weeks and you know maybe they'll they'll get it done here against a really good defense so I'll kind of I'm just kind of hoping and praying here I'll take the Dolphins here Parker who you got yeah I'm going to go with the Dolphins as well uh perfect okay we are heading back to the Sunday regular slate we'll start with the Saints at Falcons right now Derek Carr is set to play he is back from the concussion uh looks like he had a full uh practice today and should be uh in line to, to return from that concussion uh, right now, Atlanta is favored to win by one at home, Tony. Ooh, I am going to take the Saints on the road plus one. That'd be a- um, Josh has also taken the Saints. I want to take the... I'll take Atlanta. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm picking Atlanta, but I am. Parker, who you got? And this is tough, too, because I don't trust either of these teams, especially Derek Carr. He's one of the most untrustworthy quarterbacks ever. Um, man, oh, man. I think I'll go. Oh, the Falcons suck. I'll go with the Saints. I'll go with the Saints. To, like, fairly. That's fair. Um, we have another close one here. It's kind of embarrassing. That, you know, the Bengals lose Joe Burrow. Oh, it gets kind of increased. But uh, the Bengals have lost Joe Burrow. The Steelers are coming to town in Cincinnati. Um, and right now, Pittsburgh is favored to win by Leah. A point and a half, Tony. Pretty nuts. <laughs> nice face, Parker. Uh, I'm going to take the Bengals plus one and a half. Uh, their uniform combination that they will be wearing, uh, orange with the, bra- or with the black pants, uh, they are undefeated in that combination. Also, the last time, I forgot his name right off the top of my head, but the last backup quarterback to play uh, um, against the Steelers at home, uh, the Steelers were 11-2 and two at the time, so I think this was just a couple of years ago or whatever, but uh, they did beat them at home. So I'll take the Bengals um, plus one and a half at home. 
How about you? Um, I think with the firing of Matt Canada, Park, I'm not sure if we're going over that one, but um, Matt Canada is now fired, and a new offensive coordinator is in town. It's okay. Um, I'm going to take Pittsburgh. I think they activate a couple more things on their offense. Maybe some of their wide receivers. Maybe you want to throw to a wide receiver a couple of times. Maybe you don't want to just run the ball. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. That work. Who you got? Um, I think I'm going to go with the Steelers. Freaking Browning. I don't know if I trust him either. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Perfect. Okay, yeah. moving on. Right. Moving on, we do have a weather game here. And also the Cincinnati game is a weather game, but I don't think it's as relevant as this game. I think we're, we're in for some potential snow here in Tennessee. Uh, or yeah, Ray, whatever, you know, whatever the temperature is at. But um, right now, Tennessee is hosting the Panthers, 3-7 and seven versus 1-9. and nine. Tennessee is ready to win by 3.5 at home. Tony. I see some exquisite football be played in this game. Uh, I'll take Tennessee minus 3.5. I mean, uh, Josh is picking against that spread. He is going with the Panthers to cover that. I'm going to take Tennessee at home. I think uh, uh, Derrick Henry gets back on track. Park Lee, yeah. I'm going to go with Tennessee. Perfect. Uh, next up, we have the Bucks facing the Colts in Indy. Right now, we have Indianapolis Jim Ursay's Colts at home. Favorite to win by two and a half. Tony. Ooh, yes. The legendary Jim Ursay. Uh, tough game last week for the Bucks. Um, I think I'll take the Colts at home. So I'll take the minus two and a half. How about you? Yeah, this is this is a tough one to predict. Um two teams that are kind of in the same situation, four and five for Tampa Bay and five and five for Indianapolis. Man, I think the Buccaneers find a way. I think they win this game. Tony, did you take uh, the Bucks too or did you take Indianapolis? Sorry. I took Indianapolis. Yeah, I'm ta- I'm taking the Bucks. Parker, who you got? I'm going to roll with the Buccaneers. Perfect. Um, next up, we have uh, Eli Manning versus Tom Brady. Oh, oh, at that Dang it. Days, I guess. We have the 2-8 and eight Patriots visiting the Giants, who are 3-8. and eight. Tommy DeVito versus Bailey Zappi slash Mac Jones. Nobody knows. Uh, New England is favorited to win by 3.5 on the road, Tony. I'm just saying this uh, just because the last time the Patriots were in this stadium. Uh, they won. So I'm going to take the Patriots minus three and a half. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think they're going to be fresh off of a bye and play just a little bit better. I'll take the Pats, Parker. I'll go with the Pats as well. Uh, perfect. Next up, we have the Jags visiting the Texans. A low-key, very fun game here. Um, two of these teams, uh, the, uh, Jacksonville, they are 4-0 on the road. They are 7-3 total, and then you have the Texans 4-1 at home, like I stated earlier, who is a 6-4, so what, what's going to give here? Uh, Tony, we have uh, the, the Jaguars on the road, favorited to win by two. Definitely. Uh, yeah, two great quarterbacks, uh, separated by one year. Um, so CJ, well, technically two years, but like CJ could have almost played against Trevor. Um, but anyways, that's not the point. Uh I think I'll take the Texans plus two at home. I think Jacksonville is really, really good, but I like how the Texans have been playing at home. So I'll take them. How about you? Yeah, Tony, that's fair, man. I, I picked against Houston a ton, and they just come back and win games. Um, I think this is a statement win for, for Houston to kind of maybe turn the tides in the division. They've had some impressive wins so far this year. I'm going to just have them winning another impressive game here. I'll take the Texans, Parker, who you got. 
Yeah, I really like Tank Dell and C Stroud connection is pretty unbelievable. Um those guys are crazy. Um I'll go with the uh Texans to win this game as well. Uh it would have been a yeah guys sweep, but Josh has the Jaguars. Uh he has his boy Trevor Lawrence getting the win on the road. Uh next up we have the Broncos hosting the Browns. Uh right now, um Denver is actually favorited to win by one and a half against the seventy three Browns Tony. Ooh, I think, yeah, there's a little bit of uncertainty with the quarterback position there for the Browns, I guess. But uh, I think I think I'll take the Browns. Um, I think what really killed the Broncos is their red zone kind of inefficiency last week, having to settle for all those field goals. So I'm going to take the Browns uh, plus one and a half. I'll be you. Uh, Josh is taking the Broncos. I'm going to take the Browns. If the Browns stick to the recipe of Brian of the ball, using DTR, whatever they need to, I think they have the recipe to win the game, and their defense is just incredible. Um, I'm going to take the Browns to win on the road. Parker, you got? I'll go with the Browns as well. Got big Miles Garrett. Big in a lot of ways, Miles Garrett. Saw that video as well. MVP in my, in my book. Um, and I'm not talking about player either. Um, we have Next up, we have the Cardinals <laughs> hosting the Rams. Um, the Rams right now on the road are favored to win by one and a half. We have Kyron Williams returning for the Rams, Tony. Big uh, boost for the running game. Definitely. Um, I, I think I'll take the Rams in this one. Um, kind of coming off a, a gritty comeback win against the Seahawks last week. I'll take the Rams. Uh, it's one and a half. Uh, yeah, before I give you my prediction, Josh has the Cardinals um, holding on at home against uh, the Rams. I will... Take the Rams. I think <clears throat> Kyrie Williams is just so big for their offense. They might not be with Cooper Cup, uh, so we'll see. But um, I do think they will uh, play well um, in his absence. I'll take the Rams. Parker, we got. I really want to pick uh, the Cardinals because I want the Bears to you know get that number one pick. But um, I think that the Rams. I I feel like every time that the Cardinals play the Rams, I get dogged. So. I'll, I'm going to take the uh, Rams. Perfect. Um, moving on, we have a it's kind of an interesting game now because you have the Raiders playing much, much better with their new uh, coach. Um, they are going to be hosting the Chiefs. Um, it was 7-3. Seven and, seven and three. Obviously, you talked about their struggles in those three losses, but um, they're they're coming to town. It's going to be setting up for a great game. Not not for the better, so they're expecting KC to run away with this one, kind of. Uh, right now, they have KC by 8.5 right now, Tony. Definitely, and, and I can understand that. I mean, it seems like the only, the only really true people that are stopped from the Chiefs are themselves. Um, so I will take the Chiefs minus eight and a half on the road. How big? This has trap game written all over it, man. Uh, I I do think the Chiefs win. I'm going to take the Raiders with those points. I'm going to take them to uh, make it keep it to maybe keep it close. Part of what you got. Yeah, I'm going to take the Raiders to cover as well. I love the Chiefs, but I'm going to take the Raiders to cover. I don't know if they're going to win, but they're going to cover. Yeah, it should be, should be a good game. Tickets as low as 220 bucks, guys. Let's go. Um, mm. Moving on, we have the Eagles. Right. The, the Eagles hosting the Bills. The Bills are in survival mode, kind of pan, panic mode as well after their uh, last, I would say the, the last month of their play. But uh, they got that win against the Jets, and they're going to be up against another uh, tough test, especially on offense. They'll, they'll be facing a little bit more than Zach Wilson's offense. Um, and, and Nathaniel Hackett's offense. But they have the Eagles um, in Philly. The Kelly Green jerseys are going to be out, Tony. They have the Eagles favorited to win by three and a half at home. 
I'll uh, I'll take that minus three and a half. Uh, we, we talked about the, kind of the Eagles having a really good defensive line, and kind of as we've seen over his career, when Josh Allen gets kind of blitzed, he gets a little bit panicky. So it'll be interesting to see how he reacts to those defensive uh, linemen. But uh, yeah, I'll take the Eagles at home. How about you? This is tough. Uh, Josh has the Eagles winning as well. Um, three and a half is a very small spread for me, especially in a game like this. I'll take the Eagles with that, Mark. What you got? You kind of cut out a little ending. Uh, I'll, we're going to go with uh, we're going to go with the Eagles. Uh, perfect. Sorry, yeah, it says my internet is unstable, but really, I'm unstable. Um, I'm taking the Eagles to cover. So it looks like we have the yeah guy sweep. Um, next up, we have Sunday Night Football, where the Chargers are going to be hosting the Ravens. This could be, if we're talking straws, this is maybe the final straw for for Brandon Staley here. Um, right now, we have uh, the Baltimore Ravens being favored to win on the road by three and a half. I think I'll take that. I think the Ravens uh, get another road win, and the Chargers continue to drop the season away. So I'll take both of them up minus three and a half. How about you, Oral? Um, I'm expecting a close game. I'm I'm gonna say the Chargers will keep it close. I'll I'll take the Ravens to win by a field goal, but I think the the Chargers keep it within that three and a half. So I'll I'll take the Chargers with it. Parker, who you got? I think you're at, I think it'll be close, but I think Baltimore wins by maybe seven or maybe four. So I'll take Baltimore. Perfect. Um, that's gonna set us up for a, a Monday night candy. How about that? Or they have a a, a post Thanksgiving. Vikings versus Bears Monday Night Football matchup. Parker, I think the last time we played a Monday Night game, I think it was that TCF game and Devin Hester just poo pooed all over us. Um, but if I'm no, 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 more, no, no, no. if if I'm thinking more in the pitch, no, 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 I'm thinking even longer. I'm thinking even longer ago when we had Adrian Peterson, we were rocking the um, all purple, and I will these are Washington game. Yeah, and I was unable to watch the game because I was too young and I had to go to bed, but I was keeping up with it. I was keeping up with it. Um, I think we're rocking our th- throwbacks for this one, but uh, getting into the game here right now, Tony, we have the... Yeah, I, I think we are. I think we are uh, we're rocking it for this Monday night. Here's just some um, Yeah, we have the Vikings favorited one by three and a half right now at home. Uh, I will take the Vikings to uh, get that minus three and a half, so I'll take Minnesota. I'll be a... Uh, let's see what Josh has here before I give you my prediction. Uh, he has the Vikings covering. Uh, I will not. I'll keep it within three and a half. I think the Bears, if uh, and <laughs> I think the Vikings, if they win, it'll be by three. How about that? I'm not going to credit the Bears. I'll credit the Vikings. If we if we win, it's going to be by three. I'll take that. I'll take those points. Uh, so I'll take the Bears, Parker. Yeah, I mean, just so nice of the NFL to, uh, you know, have this game after work on Monday, after having the four days off, um, you know, you know, they they don't want us to have to watch this this shit while while we're off, you know, at, at home. So they they wanted to save Bears football till Monday, and you know, obviously, you guys know who I'm picking. I'm picking the Minnesota Fighting Vikings, who are gonna win against the Bears, of course, on Monday night, no doubt. Ah, well, I'm excited for the game. I think it's going to be interesting to see two struggling teams going at it. Uh, we're, we're at least going to look cool doing it, whatever we're going to be doing. Um, I, you know, we don't have Josh for the fantasy segment. I, I don't have a lot to 
to go over. We have three games tomorrow, a game on, on Friday, and then um, obviously on Sunday slate and the Monday slate. I got a lot of guys injured, so throw some stuff on the wall. Hope it sticks. Um, we will talk to you guys on another episode of a Yeah Guys, another episode of a Yeah Guys podcast. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Yeah.